and welcome to the NFT Jungle. I am Emma, aka Nifty Meta Girl, and in the following episode, we're going to be featuring episode three of Jungle Radio, first held in Meta Jungle Twitter Spaces on May 19th, 2022. In this session, Collector Alpha Trilogy joins collectors and artists Billy D and Rizajan Kumis to talk about the impact of PFPs in context of the one-of-one one art market. This was a great conversation. We hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Hope everyone is doing well. Looking forward to our conversation today. Happy to have some people in the room already. We'll go ahead and get this, uh, get the room set up. If you've already joined us, if you'd like to um, go ahead and send out um, a tweet and let people know we're live, it would be much appreciated. Hi, Rizajan. How are you today? Hey, how are you? I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What time is it there? Uh, it's uh, 10 p.m. Because, yeah, last night... Like crazy, we drank a lot until the morning, uh, and I woke up early though. So I say before the space, I need to sleep like two or three hours, but <laughs> it happened like five hours, and I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great though. It sounds like you had fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night was crazy. I drink like hell. I drink like hell, you know. I was so drunk. I was really pissed drunk, like, like drunk, drunk. You know, I want to pee, but I can't find my dick. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, glad you slept a little bit, and this should be a fun conversation today. <laughs> glad you're able to join us. And hi, Billy. Always. Hi, Alpha. Yo, Billy. Alpha. <laughs> hey, everyone. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. You doing all right today? I'm doing well. It's a little little gloomy here in New York. Um, didn't have as much fun as Riz did, apparently, but <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Same here. It's been a pretty boring day. The weather is definitely rainy and humid here, so we can I can relate to you for sure. And we've got Alpha with us, too. Alpha, are you driving by chance? I might be driving. Hey, guys. Um, I'm excited about this space. And Riza, John, I live a way more boring life than you because you're um, sleeping off uh, a good night out, and I'm uh, I'm trying to drive back to the office from a finance meeting. So I would uh, I would I'd swap with you in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think I think Rezajan's day sounds like a lot more fun than yours, Alpha. <laughs> but uh, we I, are. If I, if I come to U.S., you guys believe me, you will drink me like hell. You know, we will drink until the morning, and no one can escape from that. I'm sure it will be a blast. You're definitely going to have to come to the States and visit. Yeah, I'm not sure that I could get up after three hours, though, so I'm impressed. That's pretty pretty amazing. So today we are talking about PFPs. 
and um, I'm pretty excited to have this conversation. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting because I think as one of one um, um, artists for you guys and then for collectors, which um, both you, Billy, and um, Riz John are, are very avid collectors too, um, it's going to be really interesting just to talk about the PFP gen art side of this entire space and really you know we, we hear sometimes or I hear sometimes people talking to spaces and talking about them being you know something that's really negative or a threat for one of one artist and um, I think it's just great to be able to just kind of address and tackle that that head on and be able to talk about it from you know your guys's experiences and um, you know also just the perspective on it so if um Either one of you want to jump into it, that'd be great. And if not, um, I'm more than happy to, to start it off. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess Riz and Alpha, if you don't mind, I, I'd kind of just like to say something upon that. I think, Alpha, we were just talking through our like DMs, and I think that's how the whole subject came up, right? Because I was telling you about how, like, um, believe it or not, like I'm, I'm also a collector, as you mentioned um, obviously an artist first and foremost, but my main collection has been so far supporting uh, other artists, other photographers. I, I believe it's, um, you know, to build like a, a true community and also to uh, support my own kind as an artist, right? If, if we're not going to support each other, who else will? So it's it's like one of those things where if you have some success and if you're able to, I know not everybody's able to obviously uh, give back, you know, support somebody that you admire who's helped you. And, and I've done that. I have two gallery site on cyber galleries full of uh, uh photography that i, I i've uh, collected throughout the last year since being into the space and and obviously i'm lucky because um you know I, i've had some great sales and i'm able to and I, I know not everybody is and so i think alpha when we talked about that i also mentioned well you know i i collect photographs and i collect art but i also i also do hold on to pfps and i think um in some ways, you know, they're kind of fun to collect. They're just like another uh, incentive, you know, and, and uh, I know there's a debate on whether or not they're considered art as well. But, you know, I think that's how, how this whole subject came up. And, you know, you, you, you were kind of mentioning how it was uh, a little bit taboo to mention PFPs in, in the space, especially around artists, uh, which I, I also agree upon. I think um, there's pros and cons to both. So I just kind of wanted to lay that out there. Um, and Riz, see if you have like any input on that. Well, uh, it's really ridiculous, actually, that the artists making threats about the PFPs because no one can tell to people the, what you should with your money. It's really, really ridiculous. Um, first of all, and the people making. For example, a lot of profit from the PFPs, and after that, they can one of one or they cannot. They it's their choice, you know. It's a good, bad. Actually, it's not both of them. It's their choice. It's not good or it's not bad. And I'm collecting arts like from started from the August because I, I in August I started to sell my panoramic portraits. Then after that, I start to earn some Ethereum. And I support, you know, I actually I'm not supporting, you know, it's, uh, I'm collecting. 
I'm, I'm loving art and I'm buying it. And oh yeah, in a way it's a supporting, but it's, in my humble opinions, the supporting, it's like uh, you feel pity about other artists, but it's not. I'm not I'm not pitying the artists. I'm I'm buying their art because I'm loving it. If their art is not good, I, why 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 the fuck I am buying it? <laughs> it's impossible, you know, because at least I'm an artist and you're an artist and you you buying pieces because you love it and I'm buying pieces because I'm loved it. I liked it. And but in, in the PFP I, actually, it's the people shouldn't say anything about the, the 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 other people what they shoot their money. It's completely a hundred percent disrespectful because who the fuck are you and you will tell to me the what should I do with my money? <laughs> you know, that's really funny though. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Um... Yeah, sometimes, you know, we, we lose track of the fact that, you know, people are using their money that they have, you know, worked really hard, regardless of however they got that money. And so, you know, what they do with it really is completely um, up to them. I mean, that's part of the whole, I mean, I think it's part of the whole philosophy behind decentralization and being able to, you know, do something in a, in a system that's not a hundred percent controlled by, you know, organizations or people that are telling you what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. And so I think that is very important, but for um, a collectors, from my collector standpoint, just talking about you guys are both our collectors, which I have a huge amount of respect for, obviously, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you, both of you are, you know, just absolutely incredible artists and, um, the opportunity to, um, you know, be able to collect something you guys have done is just, it's, it's amazing to me. And I feel honored to be able to have, um, you know, pieces that you guys have done. But beyond that, I love seeing the, you know, the active, how you were active collectors do, because to me as a collector, there's nothing that tells me um, more about the, the future of, the space and about the actual value of art than when I see collectors, I mean, I see artists that are actually using, you know, some of the money that they have made, putting it back into art and they're investing in art and because they love art. And to me, that's just, I mean, it's, it's a reinforcement of how um, much, how promising the future for the space is. And so I appreciate seeing that very much. And I think it's, it's funny. I see Billy, I, I look at a lot of the, um, I, I look at a lot of collections and um, I just see your name. Like I'll go through and I look at um, pieces within collections and I'll, I, you know, certain pieces will be like, Oh, that's a beautiful piece. And, and I'm talking about some of the, you know, collections that have been sold out for a long time. And, um, it's just funny. I see your name as the owner of it. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing because uh, you have uh, extremely good taste. Well, both of you have extremely good taste in the art you collect too, which is really awesome to see. And it's just a, it's very promising to me about the the whole space. So gen art, um, I too, I do collect some gen art, and so it's it's interesting um, how gen art could be 
an opportunity um, for artists. And um, Rizajan hit on that with, you know, a lot of people that have gotten into the gen art world and they've, they've bought something that's done really well and they sell that. There's quite often that those people will come in and they start buying, they'll start looking for other things to um, buy and to collect. And um, I definitely, I've seen it happen. Like they'll have a good sale in the gen art um, world and they will come in and they will buy um, or collect something in the, on the one of one side. And that one of one collection that they do most often is something that they're going to keep permanently. And so it's because they view those two things separately. They view, um, a lot of collectors view one of one art as a long-term, um, you know, investment, something that they're going to hold on to for a long time. Whereas a lot of them look at gen art completely different and something that they're doing, um, more short term. And so it definitely, if you, if you can wrap your head around that, I think it presents a lot of opportunity for artists in the one of one space. Yeah, I mean, if I could add to that, Alpha, I think that was great. Um, I, I, I do know that I've, I've spoken to quite a few collectors, you know, through DMs throughout the, the year since I've been here. And uh, believe it or not, a lot of them um, who are interested in photography, they do also collect PFPs. And I, I, some, some of them directly have told me that the, the funding or the amount of ETH that they're able to put into to art comes from these projects. I've had literally someone you know, come up to me and say, hey, I, I'd like to one day um, get into your collection, you know, or own a piece, you know, from you. And, you know, then maybe sometime later, they'll come back and they'll say, hey, look, I just sold a couple of, I don't know, clone X's or something and, and I'm able to afford one. And, you know, based on their profit. And I think that's where the good side of uh, PFP really comes in, because at the end of the day, it's up to the what the collector is interested in, right? If they're only interested in just short term, and like you said, like, you know, more of uh, the money and they don't really have an eye for art, don't care about it, then you're not going to get those collectors to really help the the uh, art market at all, right? They're only going to be PFP collectors, but then there are folks that kind of straddle the line between both, right? And then there are folks that maybe just collect art, right? But um, yeah, I've had, again, like many experiences where, you know, folks are willing to even trade PFPs for art, et cetera, right? And uh, I think to just overall with that question, it's... Uh, I, th I don't think it's good or bad. I think it can be good and it can be bad, but you know, it really depends on who you come across. Yeah. I think that's an incredible point because um, yeah, I don't think really, I don't think there's much of anything that's a hundred percent good or a hundred percent bad. That's kind of a hard, <laughs> a hard call to make, but definitely there can be good and there obviously can be bad too. And so it's a, it's a, it's a good point to make. I know with like Riza John, um, you know, when I was first introduced to you, it was kind of interesting because um, the first time I ever actually heard of you was via Pranksky. And Pranksky is obviously, he's one of the biggest uh, gen art collectors in the world. I think he might be one of the most successful gen art collectors in the world. And um, he is also a very avid um, um, collector of one of one art. And, um, you know, I think he's been somebody that 
has been extremely good for the one of one art world. And so it's kind of interesting. And that's actually the first time that I heard about you, Rizajan, was via Pranksky. Yeah, the Pranksky uh, has 27 or 28 pieces of mine. And <laughs> he is the biggest flipper in the world, and everybody knows that. And I saw one flip of him. He bought, I think, the one zombie crypto pank for 1,000 Ethereum. And two hours or three hours later, he sold for the 1,300 Ethereum. And <laughs> and he made a 300 Ethereum profit. And after that, he, he maybe started to collect one of one art. And But that's his, you know, that, that, that that's his way. And, uh, and I'm... Grateful for him, you know, <laughs> 28 pieces, good God. <laughs> and, but he's flipping, he's buying, selling, making profits and putting some Ethereum in his bag. And after that, he's starting to collect from the one of one artist, you know, the photography, illustration, 3D, etc. doesn't matter of the medium. And and, and the, a lot of different collectors also doing the same thing. You know, they are making profits from the uh, gen art. And then after that, they are buying one of one pieces for the future, maybe for the future investment, or they are buying just for their, you know, art taste. They don't want to sell at all. It doesn't matter, actually, because he wants to own that, you know, own that uh, art. And a couple of other collectors of mine, they are making profit from the uh, gen art or PFPs, you know, etc. art blocks, doesn't matter. They are making profit from there, and after that, they are starting to collect. For example, the whiskey bath uh, has, you know, the the ape and the last, you know, the my last book sold to the whiskey bath, and he's making profit from the gen art, and because of that, he has able to buy some one of ones. So it's completely up to collector or you know the investor. What what do you want to say? But no one can say anything to the collector if they're if they not buying an art. It's not our you know not it's not our mission. That's their vision, and that if they want to make a profit and leave, they can. No one can judge anybody, and this is really really against the decentralization. And we are here for the decentralization because we don't like the third person in here to say something. You should do something. You just go fuck off. I will do what I want, you know. Yeah, and uh, I like that those points, uh, Riz. I think you're right. Like a lot of the the bigger folks, the whales, etc. They, you know, they, they they pump up a lot of PFPs and then they sell it and they use that. Some of them, some of them use that and buy up one of ones, but others don't. And I kind of want to just play devil's advocate here, real quick, right? Because I know that uh, it wouldn't be fair just to come up here and say the benefits about uh, PFPs and how it trickles into the art community, but. I do also understand the other side of it. I do see that as well, where, for example, you get, you know, collections of like 10,000, sometimes even more release, right? And these people are making, I don't even know, like thousands of ETH, right? Tens of thousands of ETH, when all of that money could go back and doesn't go back to the, the art community, right? Um, in addition to like maybe even uh, a lot of the, the, the attention that these projects are getting versus art, right? Like, you know, we, 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 we tweet something about our art and we, you know, a lot of our peers are the ones that are retweeting it 
or people that enjoy our work or follow us, but some of these projects are getting like celebrities and all these other attention that's kind of taken away from the art, right? And I and I, I see that as well, right? Kind of, um, you know, how come this one thing what that's a cartoon? I don't know, monkey is selling for like hundreds of thousands, but I worked so hard on, you know, this one piece for years of my life and it's barely going for an ETH, right? So I, I do get that side. And, um, you know, I think that's that's where the bad comes in. Yeah, but it's again, it's like a ticket for the, you know, private club. Because, for example, if you want to play golf and if you have two golf places and one of them, I hate them, but still, uh, the Trump lane or, you know, the biggest rich guys playing, it's sold like at the a membership will sell like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, but the other one will be sell like five thousand or ten thousand dollars. It's about the privilege or about the be part of the community it's you know it's the pfps or gen arts like a ticket for the something else it's not like that if, if you understand really if fully understand the, for example for the apes or for the punks for you know moonbirds or something like that actually you are buying a ticket for that community so you are not buying for that you know cartoonish thing for the artwork and and yeah, sometimes it will be so funny because the, the the people saying I'm here for art, and after that buying just the PFPs, and it's it will be funny though. But still, it's a key to access to rich people or you know something else. And if you if the, if the artist will understand that, no one can say anything about the PFPs or the gen art. Actually, the in my humble opinion, artist missing that point. And if you are missing that point, yes, you're right. Everybody feels bad about it. Uh, for example, I'm not uh, collecting PFP. Um, because of that, I couldn't make any profit. But I'm not buying art uh, for the profit. But still, uh, if you are buying, you know, PFPs, actually you are buying to key to another community. So the artist, if the artist will understand that, after that, no one can judge the PFPs or gen art. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I definitely um, I'm definitely not advocating um, for gin art as a as a whole. Um, so I'm not, and I definitely am not endorsing or advocating for any specific projects or anything like that. But I definitely can see um, some interesting some interesting opportunities um, for one of one artists that are coming from that that are really being spawned out of that gen art world because one um, there's no doubt. You can't really even argue it that there's a enormous amount of people that are onboarded into web three via a lot of these gen art projects. And so these people end up, they show up in web three because of some type of affiliation um, with a gen art project and, you know, some of those gen art projects are being, you know, very heavily promoted by celebrities, etc. But you can't discount the fact that there's people coming into Web3 because of that. Now, whether the project success, uh, is successful or fails, totally different subject. But um, it is bringing people into the space. 
And sometimes when those space, when those projects fail, those people start looking for other things. And I know this for absolute fact, because I had a guy, um, well, actually I've had several people tell me this, but a guy really recently um, messaged me and said, Hey, um, yeah, I, I've been in several um, uh, PFP projects. They've all failed. You know, they've been rugs or I've, I've lost ETH, but I really, really love this whole space. And I've been following some of your tweets and I went in and I picked up a couple um, uh, photography pieces and I absolutely love it. I think I have a new addiction. Pretty cool. He had never bought photography before. And he found something and he loved the art and he loved the, he loved the space. And so you have this whole marriage of something brand new. Um, I know for absolute fact that a couple of the bigger photography collectors in um, the space had never bought photography before ever until they came into web three and they came into web three initially um, through PFP projects. And so that's something just really kind of important to keep in mind. Um, beyond that, just the other day, one of the um, founders of a couple very, very successful um, PFP projects contacted me and said, hey, can you help um, guide me towards some one-of-one artists because I'm really wanting to start collecting one-of-one art, um, specifically photography, and I'm wanting to... Um, I wanted to build up a good collection of that. Can you help help me figure out what to do? And I said, obviously, yeah, sure, I'd be happy to help, although I don't consider myself an expert by any means. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give you whatever help you need. So there's people in that, that community that are definitely crossing over into this one-of-one one community to start collecting. And the other thing that I've seen a lot of um, really for months now is these big projects that have been fairly successful, you know, allocating part of their uh, royalty um, revenue and sometimes part of their primary sales revenue into community wallets that they use then to go in and collect one of one art. And um, some of those projects have really have some incredible collections that they have done for their community of holders and there's no way you can discount the value of that um because those wallets aren't really they're not turning that they're collecting that they're putting it into a community um wallet that's holding that art and i think will hold it for the long term and so again there's huge opportunity in that Yeah, 100% right. Also, as, uh, for example, you know, this, those big successful, for example, apes or something like that, they have an alpha group, alpha chat. And sometimes some collectors sharing you in that alpha chat and uh, the people, they are giving you exposure in that comment, for that comment. If, if you're an ape, if you have an ape, you know, you have a money right now, for example. And actually, is the sometimes those kind of uh, PFP projects or you know the gen projects given a lot of exposure for artists, and because we are drawn in the Twitter uh, with the you know 
everything. And sometimes I cannot see, for example, I missed Billy like two months. You know, I, I didn't see any tweet of Billy in my timeline because of the algorithm. But some things like that, they are showing to you, to other people like this. Hey, guys, because I saw a couple of times. Like, hey, guys. For example, I bought Billeting and he is an amazing photographer. You should check in their alpha chat. And after that, people start to jump on it. And that gave uh, Billy, for example, for Billy. It's, by, by the way, it's not happened like that, but I'm just giving an example because I didn't see anything like that. But still, that uh, they are giving uh, exposure to Billy. And after that, a couple of collectors coming to Billy, if they allow their P Billy's pieces and they start to collect them and that's a good sign of the PFPs as well. Yes, in the other side of the coin, a lot of Ethereum going out for the PFPs. You know, they are stuck in the PFPs. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually starting the bear market for the one-of-ones because the people need a liquid, and but uh, they are liquid, stuck inside the PFPs or something like that. The floor is right down, then after that, they, they don't want to sell, etc., but still, we shouldn't miss that part. Does those alpha chats or the, those kind of communities, if they fund you and the some one of one of the community member will share you inside the community, everything can change quickly in your art life because the people will start to collect from you. You start to earn money, and after that, you start to build something better, something much much bigger things with the video money. Yeah, thanks for that tweet you mentioned, Riz. I got a whole 15 followers from that. Appreciate it. <laughs> no worries, man, because I really like your work, though. <laughs> I really, really like your work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because I have, I've actually watched this happen in some of these PFP projects where they've used the community wallet and they buy. And a lot of times when it first started, it was primarily they were buying um, digital artists one-of-one one digital artist work and what you would see is when that community you know a lot of times they have four or five thousand holders of their um, pfp so they'll have four or five thousand owners that are holding their work the community wallet goes in and buys a piece of work um, by a one-of-one one digital artist and then they you know they're talking about it within that community so they announce it to the community etc and you'll see, you know, all of the work of that artist immediately sell out and you'll see the values of that um, artist work, you know, rapidly increase. Um, and I've seen that happen over and over and over and over. It's very, very interesting. And so they introduce this huge amount of potential collectors, this giant audience to somebody's work. And um, I've seen that, you know, really work um, to the benefit of the one-of-one one artist. And what I've noticed over the past, um, I don't know, two or three months is you've seen some of these projects starting to go, you know, beyond just one-of-one one digital art, but starting to also look at photography and starting to add photography into those collections. And so, you know, if you are somehow, you know, that that community becomes aware of you, it's an enormous audience immediately. And so I think there is, you know, a lot of opportunity right there and just, you know, becoming known by this enormous 
community of people um, that it doesn't take, you know, a large percentage of them to come in and, and to collect your work for it to be um, a very, very big thing. Yeah, actually, there are a lot of, uh, sorry, Billy, uh, I jumped on it, but uh, we shouldn't uh, for, forget uh, remind, forget that because a lot of photographic collections sold sold out because of the uh, one collector from, for example, from the crypt, uh, CryptoPunk community or the Ape community, they are sh sharing in their alpha chat and after that people jumped on it. And because I know that because a couple of times I heard that and I saw that. And just one tweet sharing inside the alpha, boom, collection is done. Collection is out. So how can be the bad for the artists? Sometimes it's like that. It's uh, it's our responsibility to creating just something good. And after that, you know, sharing our vision. And after that, someone will appreciate that and will share for us. Yeah, and I, I think also great points by both of you i think one other thing that that we're not really maybe don't really consider too often when we think about pfps and how it compares to, to one of ones i think also it's always like you know you know how how can how can like uh we work together with these projects right it's always always like a comparison it's always like this versus that but there's been great opportunities from some of the pfp projects i've seen especially recently where they partnered with photographers whether directly working with them or even like um, partnering with them in terms of like uh, like an allow list type thing, right? I know Proof has been very good at supporting one of one artists um, in terms of like, you know, doing their own type of like raffles to promote other artists' work, right? And, and I get that not every artist is going to be able to, but, you know, I think as the space becomes more aware and uh, more artists are present and, and, and vocal, right? There, there are going to be more opportunities like this in the future. So I, I, my suggestion is just like, you know, reach out to some projects that, that you know, you, you like and maybe ask to work with them. I know there's a bunch of PFP projects, like even uh, uh, World of Women, which I really, I, I own one and I, I really respect because they airdrop, you know, art from other uh, women in the space to as an, as an airdrop, right? And so, and they also have their own fund where they, they buy up like, uh, one of ones as well on on places like super rare and all over right so i think it's it's that and it's also maybe even being i don't know if it's our job but it's being bringing awareness to some of these uh pfp projects because it'll help everybody right it'll, it'll create a more well-rounded um project for both uh, people that are only interested in pfps versus the art community and so uh i think that's something that we should be starting to to more to push more towards in, in, the, in the future yeah, so World of Women, um, you know, I own several um, different, uh, several different ones because they they have a they have a process each month where they have several artists that they do airdrops um, from, and I love that, and um, I I look forward to it every time to see um, who these artists are and what they are creating, and so I think that's a just imagine um, as a one of one artist, all of a sudden there's several thousand people that are seeing your work. And these people are all people that are, you know, sitting on PFP projects that where those PFPs are worth, you know, sometimes a lot of ETH. And so um, those people have the ability to, you know, actually collect your work. I think it's, 
yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And that's a project where I know firsthand um, the value that it brings to one of one artists, because I see that every month when they do those, those drops. And I'm I'm also a world of a world of women holder in this very same thing that helps you kind of become exposed to new artists because you know when you are receiving their art you're already connected with them so you go and you follow their you know their 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 Twitter and learn more about them and see what they're you know what they're creating um, but it also being associated with a big project like that as a new collector it also kind of is that endorsement too of saying this is someone that we know and we vetted and we have confidence in them. So as you're coming into a new space, it gives you that opportunity to to kind of have a direction and have people that, you know, artists that you're like, okay, this big project or the people behind this project, they've done, gone through a process. So it lets you feel a little bit more comfortable coming into the one of one space and getting to know artists or creators that you connect with or even seeing, you know, who who's involved with them on their Twitter page. So for me, it was kind of a gateway of opening up the one of one space to some degree and finding people. People that I love their art, but also can connect with the artists. Um, so there is that aspect too. That yes, they're create they're collecting the art and sharing it, but it's also that that endorsement and that trustworthiness too that kind of comes along with it when you're new to a space. Yeah, I can definitely say I've I have discovered um, I've discovered several um, artists via via PFP projects that have like guided me to those artists, one of one artists that, um, that I have made a practice now following and, um, from collecting from some of them. So there's definitely a pathway there. That's quite interesting. I, I'd also like to just bring out the fact I, cause I know there's a lot of debate about gen art and as far as, is it art or is it not art? Like, um, and I don't really um, have any strong desire to get into that debate, but I will say that there are some, some of the projects um, have absolutely beautiful um, artwork and there's some of these projects, you can just see the amount of um, time and attention that the artists behind the project have put into it. And, um, I'll never forget, I think, whenever uh, Crypto Hobos um, launched and the art was, you know, yes, generative art, but it's all hand-drawn, really unique pieces and um, kind of the stir that that created. And um, Pranksky was a big um, supporter of that project and he that's how I actually found out about the project too. And... Um, how many people I think that were in the hard, hardcore only gen art got exposed to gen art that was very much um, looked hand drawn and had, had some, it was really interesting art. And I think there were a lot of crossover people that came directly from that project and started looking more into one of one art and started buying that art. And as a, member of that community um definitely in the early days um you know pre-mint and at mint and after mint um listening to people talking to them in those channels um i saw that firsthand people got excited about art 
that weren't previously really into it for the art. And um, then they started migrating out towards this one of one art and finding, you know, digital artists that did things that they were, they liked. And so it's, it sparked that initial appreciation and love of art. So I, I, and I watched that happen firsthand. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, for example, I told you I don't like to collect PFPs, but I bought Rebels like 10 pieces because I fall in love with the arts. I, I knew that the, the, the collection will not to the moon, but it doesn't matter because I love the arts because of that I bought it. Yeah, I've, I've actually, it's interesting how many, um, there's a lot of projects and it just, they all get lumped in. You know, you, you, you put a blanket title on them, say PFPs or gin art, and they all get blanketed together. But there are some artists, some really, really well-known, incredible artists that have done some absolutely amazing projects. And, um, you know, a lot of times they're not necessarily 10,000 piece projects, but they might be a few hundred pieces or a thousand pieces. And um, it's literally some really incredible work. And, you know, for the average person, you might not ever be able to collect artwork from that um, artist because, you know, in the physical world, their art brings tremendous amount of money. And so they have done some projects where you can actually you know, get something that they have, you know, they've created these, um, they created part of that work. And sometimes there's been some collab pieces where several artists have went in and then each of them is responsible for certain parts of the work. And yeah, there's some of those projects that I have really, really um, enjoyed um, picking up some pieces from because the pieces are unique and I definitely consider them to be I consider them to be art for sure. And um, I'm happy to be just to uh, have something by, by those, those artists. I think it's a great example too, that there may be, you know, for, there doesn't have to be a single path or a defined path for artists to the PFP side can give um, artists the opportunity to express themselves um, in different ways than just creating a one of one project and or having one of one pieces in a collection and promoting that. So it is an interesting way for those that want to build community or even have a cause behind um, what they're doing. Um, Rich Simmons is one that comes to mind with his Reflections project um, and with his PFP project. It really does go along the uh, go in line with one of one pieces and and real physical artwork that he's shown in museums all across the world. And it's a way for him to come up with a funding mechanism for his nonprofit. Um, and, and that's something that's really, really passionate that he's really passionate about and something that he wants to help make an impact on the world with. So there's some interesting opportunities um, available for for artists in that regard as well. And then to be able to put their, you know, expand their artwork into the commercial sense, whether that's going to be for merchandise or however it might be. Um, so I like that the fact that it doesn't just have to be that you, there's one way to do this. You can be creative and be able to explore different avenues. Yeah. And if I could also like just touch upon one thing, I, I, I really liked hearing about that because 
I do know that there's been a few, um, what you may call like artists out there that, that, you know, I've known as artists for forever that are now dipping into the PFP space as well. Right. So there's definitely opportunities to do that and, and jump back. I know that there's a lot of collectors and or folks that have worked on PFPs that are now getting into art because of what they see. So you can definitely kind of, you know, draw the line and even combine a couple of projects. I know Jacob. I don't know if you guys know Jacob Riglin. He's one of the photographers. Um, he put out like a generative art type of drop for his photography that I think sold out and did well. Right. So there's definitely like many opportunities that, that folks can explore there to to just, you know, almost like if you can't beat them, join them type situation. And obviously, if that's not what you're against. I mean, that, if that's not what you signed up for or, or why you're here, that's fine, too. Yeah, I, I collected a couple of um, the pieces Jacob did off of the secondary, actually within the last week or so, because um, it's really, to me, it's just an really really intriguing um project which is what i call a crossover because i think it's it's the type of project that has potential to really onboard um new collectors into the one-on-one space and especially specifically photography um because it has those gen art elements and obviously i mean it is it is a gen art project but it's gen art with photography and it's really really interesting and i can see it just, it has the comfort level that a person that's only done gen art, you know, they can understand that project, but I think it's a crossover mechanism um, to help them come into this space and then start looking at one of one photography and photography editions and feel comfortable um, being able to start collecting this. But yeah, it's a, to me, that was a, a very um, kind of a groundbreaking type um, collection that he put out and Obviously, he's an incredible, amazing um, photographer. And um, then to do a project like that where it kind of makes it attainable um, for the masses and to introduce more people to his work, I think it was really uh, a brilliant uh, a brilliant project that he did. Yeah, and I think it's early, too. I know that we all keep saying that, but especially in the whole PFP side of things, because, like, you know, coming all the way back what is it like crypto punks was the first project that came out a few years ago and and pfps really only started you know kind of becoming known last year right so there's so much that are still left unexplored that people can tap on you know so like things like obscure the uh they're like a group that um uh work with photographers and such they put out like a 10k pfp projects with photography i know that there was a, a really big drop with a photographer named august sanders that dropped the 10k piece photography drop that did very well so there's there's a bunch of things that could potentially happen and that we will see i think in the near future or in the upcoming future around maybe the, the blend between pfps and something that's a little bit more artistic and not just like random generated cartoons yeah i'm, I'm also making it right now <laughs> You know, I'm also doing it right now, uh, like creating a gen art photography project. So it can't be. Riz, you better put me on the allow list, man. <laughs> I will. I will definitely, man. If you want it, I will, of course, definitely. Yeah. I think uh, we should snapshot this room. Everybody in this room. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, can. I think you just dropped some major alpha here, uh, Riz and Sean. See what? You gotta. You gotta. You can't just this say that and then just move on. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'm right now. I'm just you know preparing everything, and uh, the idea it's actually uh, it's inspiring from the another thing. Then I inspired from the, another gallery in the physical gallery, and I saw that I said, "Fuck, I need to do that," in my way. And right now I'm preparing and uh, I'm making schedule for it. And uh, I talk with the. Uh, dev developer one of my friend and he said okay i'm down for that and right now we are making it uh, the website and opening discord etc but i will definitely uh, see i uh, send to you guys when everything is done before the, i started to taking pictures but you know right now it's a, a bit early <laughs> awesome congrats that's that sounds amazing so I'll be excited to hear more about that and see how that progresses. That's incredible. Thank you, man. Yeah, but uh, you know, I just want to say that because the the topic came on and uh, gen arts actually is the new new way of the explaining the artists themselves because you know it's it's like a lucky draw, <laughs> you know, it's like a draw. And sometimes that can be really good. Sometimes that can be bad. But still, art is art. You know what I mean? Art is art. And the people are droning that, you know, the, for example, for the nose, for the eyeglasses or something like that. The, some One artist draw that shit. Still draw that shit. And still that's an art. And the people saying the uh, gen art is not art. Fuck off. <laughs> because you're not doing it. It's... <laughs> you cannot say that it's not art. Yeah, it's kind of funny. There's, um, you know, I think there's there's so much opportunity in this space, and there's we are. I 100% agree, um, Billy, that we are so early, and I think we kind of forget that. Um, but we are so early in this space, and there's so much that can be done that hasn't been done yet, and um, it's just it's going to be fun to either be part of doing that or just even being um being an observer that's being able to be here and, and see it done it's going to be pretty exciting times ahead um i don't know if you guys know fidel um that did the project with she um to me fidel that was and, the, and, and and adam g huh yes yeah and they did the she project and um to me it's another one of those crossover type projects i, I love it um, they did it in something that really can resonate with somebody that's a, um, you know, a, a DJ that's only done, um, uh, gen art projects or been involved in gen arts. It just, it feels, you know, right for a gen art, but it's every one of the pieces is a one of one, you know, they took that photo, but they did it in a style that would really appeal, um, to the, the, traditional gen art buyers and um i think it's a huge crossover project it's priced really inexpensively and um i love it i just love the i love the the amount of the concept behind it and um what they're they're really showing and the fact that they put you know it's it's these models that are laying on rugs and the symbolism of that with it being a rug and, you know, in a gen art style, I think it's it's like a really subtle statement that is going to have um, 
long term. Um, I think it'll be something that people will look back at five years or ten years or twenty years from now and be like, "Oh no, that was that was genius." And so I think it's really cool. And I think there's just lots of opportunity for those types of things. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I think I saw that one. I need to go back and check it out because I remember seeing that and that looked that looked really cool. I think another one while you were talking, Alpha, that that uh, kind of um, you know made me think of uh, cool projects that combined the more artistic side of like gen art or, or pfp was a a project called uh, block queens by jeremy coward right i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's it's great it's like he takes his work and he kind of put layers of almost like a digital collage of, of women and faces you know and it's completely completely artistic i can't even describe it but that one's a beautiful one that was done really well uh there's like a thousand of them in the collection um, and it just each piece is so unique uh, and it's like almost like 3D in the way it looks. So, yeah, totally. There's just there's so many possibilities. You know, I think it's just the matter of coming up with an idea and finding the right team behind it. If, that, if that's the route you want to go. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one, but I will be, I will be looking at it this afternoon. So that's awesome. Yeah, just so much opportunity. And so. I think it's just a matter of, you know, being able to step, step outside of, um, you know, the box that people kind of sometimes try to put us in, you know, um, it seems like decentralization, the whole concept behind that, the idea for web three, for the blockchain, really, there shouldn't be boxes. And yet, a lot of people um, either want to put you in a box or they want to put themselves in a box. And so it's just the ability to be able to step to, to step up and look outside that box and be able to see this whole world of possibility. And, um, you know, I think in, in the context of this discussion, just, you know, look, I think in anything in life, it's always best to look for opportunity um, versus focusing on, the negative or viewing things as problems, just always look for the opportunity in the situation. And in this web three space, you know, there's, I think lots of opportunity and there's opportunity even for one of one artists to be able to, to benefit from various um, gen art projects or um, things that gen art have done, or even some of the ground that these gen art projects have broken and the opportunities they've created for everyone else in general. So um, just, I think the whole thing is just focus on those opportunities and, and look for opportunities and, and try to keep yourself, um, you know, I think it's always best to put yourself in an environment where you're with people that are looking for opportunities instead of like, you know, focused on the negative and you'll be happier and you'll be able to do so much better um, in any space, but definitely in this Web3 space that's really built on community and built on a whole bunch of principles that I think we all really appreciate and love. Let's just focus on that positive and look for those opportunities together. And so Emma, I don't know if you want to open up and see if there's um, anyone in the audience would like to speak or has questions, that would be great. 
Yeah, definitely well said, Alpha, and I totally agree. Um, and if anyone would like to come up and ask questions or give us some input um, on your viewpoint, that would be awesome. You can definitely request, and we'll start adding those, adding you to the speaker panel here. Um, but I guess I have a question. Do you think that a lot of the um, do you think that the feelings that are associated with it, or the maybe not liking it, do you think that it has to do with um, maybe not understanding both sides, both from PFP side and from the creator side, or do you think that it's caused by something else? If I get to that one real quick, uh, if you don't mind. I think I think a lot of what I've seen with this space is um, it's it's been great and beneficial for lots of reasons, but it's also bring brought out you know lots of things from us that you know i've never seen before on social media or, or things of that nature as well and i think a lot of one of that one of those things are like is like the um the whole like you know comparing ourselves to things or our work to things has been very apparent you know and it doesn't matter how successful you are i do know many successful artists and, and many artists that are just starting and you believe it or not i get more of it from those successful artists that are always comparing and never you know satisfied and i i always feel like sometimes when you got kind of go you know I compare myself to another artist now there's one more thing to compare yourself to right you know maybe I'm not making sales because these PFPs are stealing all of the sales you know that that's something that I, I feel happens very frequently yeah I think that's an incredible point and I think it's probably something that's really easy to do is um, you start looking for for reasons and that can be, you know, an easy, an easy one, actually, to just jump on, on board. But again, I think it's, you know, I think always it's best to, to be able to examine something from, from the reality is you can't do anything about that. You know, if, if somebody wants to, to buy a, a PFP and they want to pay 100 ETH for it, there's nothing you can do about that. You're not going to change that. Being upset about it, talking negatively about it, none of those things will do you any good because you're not going to change that fact. So it's always better to just focus on what you can do something about and focus on yourself, focus on, um, you know, taking care of yourself and focus on your art and, um, don't worry about that. And, and you don't have to like PFEs. You don't have to like the art. There's like, literally, you don't have to do anything, but um, just, you know, it's, I think it's the, the key is just not spending your time um, on anything, whether it's gen art or anything else that you literally can't do anything about. And um, that's not going to, you know, help you be a better person or be a better artist or be a better community member. Just, you know, focus on the things that you can do that's going to make this space better. That's going to make you better. I think um, I think adapting to change is like a big thing in the space, too. Like, I mean, in this last few weeks of like this bear market or maybe even month, um, you know, I, I saw, I, you know, I, I have a watch list on OpenSea for like tons of PFP projects because they definitely do interest me. And I mean, I've just seen them just totally tank. Like you look at something like um, Deadfellas, for instance, that was trading at like four ETH like a month or two ago. And then they're trading now at like, you know, one ETH, four X below. And then you take a look at like uh, one of one artists and, the, and, and you know, pe people who are even doing additions right now that have a lot less liquidity than um, the PFP market. And you can look at, look at uh, buying into 
um, some of those as sort of a safe haven compared to uh, uh, sticking into PFP projects. So I don't know. I think un- understanding like the market trends at that time and you know, knowing like possibly figuring out like when the top is at a PFP market or when you're when, you know, ETH is crashing and stuff, you know, maybe it's time to move over some of those funds into uh, the individual artist, the one of one artist, the guys creating additions, the digital uh, digital artists and such. And so, um, you know, and, and maybe it takes educating some of those people in the PFP uh, area that only are focused on that about uh, photography and about digital art and, and music and other aspects that, you know, have their benefits at different times uh, during the market. Now, as far as like um, PFPs that, you know, I personally enjoy collecting, like, um, you know, uh, fuck render Fred is somebody in the space that I, I think he's one of the best 3d digital artists in the entire space. And I can't afford to buy a one of one piece from him, but He's come out with avatars and crystals that are, you know, like PFP designed, but I don't see them as your, you know, traditional PFP. The artwork is just absolutely incredible. It's all like designed by him and has different attributes and it has uh, access into, you know, a metaverse that they're an art metaverse that they're building. And, you know, I own a crystal so I could a crystal and an avatar so I could stake my crystal and avatar in his metaverse and I could have a space there where I could display my lost in transit, um, you know, photography gallery and stuff. So, um, you know, it's kind of like picking and choosing like which ones have the art that resonate with you and um, whether you're going to be OK or not. If, you know, there's a downturn and you're sitting on it for a while. But, you know, I think they're I think they're both art. You know, I think I think I think, you know, we, we can't try to say one is art and one is not. It's just it's just going to be what resonates with you. Now, do I think a lot of people come into the space that don't know shit about art and get into PFPs and, you know, they're just in it because they're trying to grab a cash grab rather than people that come into photography and such? Yeah, I think that happens a lot more often. But as a space, I don't think we should even really look at ourselves as separate from them, but, you know, kind of be you know, kind of be there for each other and, and educate each other on what, you know, on both sides or whether one side's whether it's in, in uh, looking at it from an investment standpoint or looking at it from a, a long term collecting standpoint. Yeah. So from an investment standpoint, I'm going to throw out a concept. I think that um, I could see I could see it already taking starting to take shape within the space. But I think it's going to happen in um, and pretty much become an accepted thing. So, you know, in the entire crypto world, you have you have certain cryptos that are basically considered like the gold. So. Bitcoin is kind of considered like it's the it's kind of the gold in the in the space um, in real world investing. You have people you're, you can buy stocks and stocks, you know, there's there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of opportunity, but there's a lot of risk. And so there's these blue chips out there. And then there's there's also the old standby, which is just precious metals and gold. And so people buy gold because gold is pretty um secure it doesn't have giant movement it doesn't and it doesn't just ever become completely worthless and um so every seasoned investor um will have some precious metals and they'll have gold as part of their portfolio 
And in certain times, they'll move even more towards that. Well, I think what we're going to see um, shape up within Web3 and within the entire NFT space, I think photography is going to become that gold. It's going to be that thing that you can look at. You know, you may not buy it thinking, oh, I'm going to make it. 400% return on this in the next four weeks, but it's like gold. It just, it's going to hold its value. Um, it's always going to have value. It's always going to, with time, increase in value. It's something that you just, you have like gold. And I think that this is going to become the gold of the NFT space. And um, I think that's a really, really good position to be in. And so, as a collector, I'm really happy about that. And I think as an artist, I would be really happy about that because, and, and these things like these, these soft markets and when you see PFP projects selling off and the value, you know, just like disappearing overnight. And you see over here on this other side, you've got this whole photography community and this photography, the art, it just, it just holds up. So I think it's going to become the gold of the NFT space. Good point, Alpha. Um, and I, I think you have a lot of really good points there for sure. Um, and I had another question that I don't know um, for those on the panel what your viewpoint would be, but I know a few weeks ago there's been several um, big PFP projects drop that um, – had a lot of funds wrapped up in them. And it seemed like there was the sentiment that um, they were taking funds out of the one of one market, um, that these PFP projects were were affecting the sales that people might be contributing to one of one art. And I was just curious how you guys feel about that, if you think that that actually was the reality, or if those are different in different investors, different collectors, you know, just how you see that um, playing out. I'd love to take that real quick, because I, I think it definitely is a reality because I've had I had a team of people who were saying to me like oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick off lost in transit like, when they thought it was one of one saying like we're gonna buy five pieces like right off the bat to get you started like this team that's on here and I won't mention their name and then you know uh, after I got back to them it was around that time where uh, Yuga Labs released that other deeds where you could buy those plots of land through other deeds and you know, when I mentioned about my project coming out, uh, really the response I got from them was basically, uh, we really need to see how those, the rest of this weekend plays out. And what I knew about that was that was was had to do with that other deeds and all that Yuga Labs lab stuff that was going on. Basically, basically saying like, we might buy we we might not buy your one of one of one art now because. Um, we might we might be too tied up in you know these lands that we purchased in Yuga Labs, or we might just see more uh, incentive there. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I definitely think with things like that, I know that um, that the latest Yuga drop, and there's been a few drops throughout the year so far, that has just kind of like caused art and and the funds to kind of like you know go into one place and not see it trickle as much right after, and I think. From that, I've noticed patterns where things slow down a little bit, not just with like buying in general, but it particularly hurts the, uh, the art market. Um, however, with that, though, I think that's just one of those unfortunate things that there's nothing we can do about. Right. I think, you know, that's going to happen no matter what, whether there's, you know, projects dropping or you can have 
a great art market, but it'll still that that can still happen, right? PFPs can still kind of just take over and and cause that. But at the same time, I've also noticed there's been great turnarounds where the art market's hot too, right? I think back in like um, December, no, not December, November, January, the art market was really hot, right? A lot of people were buying, you know, editions were like coming out. And uh, there's going to be fluctuations like that. And I think that's that's just normal, something we have to kind of live with and, and plan uh, plan over. Yeah, and just imagine, so just imagine these, you know, those are more, I would say, it sounds like investors, Mike, more so than collectors. Um, but regardless, whoever it is, think about how they feel right this moment. And so if they put all their, um, they invested their money into something so they couldn't buy the one-of-one photography that they were thinking about buying because they put it into these PFP or land projects and the bottom has fallen out of that since they invested their money in it. Don't you think that they might be sitting there thinking, God, I wish I would have just put my money into that photography. Well, yeah, I um, mean, yeah, because and that, that's a good thing. <laughs> That's like that happening and then them saying, damn it, I wish I would have I wish I would have invested my money into photography. That's freaking good for ev- the entire space. I mean, yeah. next time they're going to think about it. Yeah, I, to- I yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, it's not I, I don't have to say anything about it, obviously. I mean, I, they, I think they know what happened or whatever. But, yeah, it's just just happened to happen like that where. Um, those assets that they were in where they thought they were going to make, you know, five, 10 X over a week, they actually uh, lost quite a bit of money and, you know, had, had they come into uh, the one of one edition market or whatever, uh, they would have um, been in sort of a safe haven. So, and so maybe they had to to learn that lesson. And so, you know, I think some people uh, come in with the disguise that they are here for the art and they are here for the uh, artists and the people. But, uh, you know, really, they are just investors looking to uh, double, triple, quadruple uh, their money. So you got to pay attention sometimes out here to people that who are actually bad actors that you have a hard time uh, trying to figure out whether they are or not. But, you know, that's their prerogative. They went that direction and uh, things went in the other direction. And that's just the way life works sometimes. Yeah, I had a <laughs> I had a discussion and I'm not I'm not trying to beat you up, Mike, but I had a discussion earlier today with an artist um, because they were talking about bad actors within the space. And they're, they're referring to bad actors in the context of some people that had, you know, got some of their art and was trying to sell it and they were selling it at a really low price. And um, so the bad actors, um, you, what you have to remember is that there's all kinds of people in the space that have different motivations and not everyone is an art lover. Um, there's people in it for other things. So they have different motivations and what they're doing. Um, doesn't necessarily make them a bad actor or a bad person. It's just that we need to be aware. And, and it's really important. I think as an artist um, and as a collector to be aware of what people's motivations are. And um, you know, you got to be careful if you sell all of, all of your um, art to someone that's they're they're planning on making a gain on it within the next you know, 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever that is. And they don't, they're going to dump it. And, you know, it's probably not the the best thing long-term for you to, to, to be selling 
a lot of your art to them. Um, it's not the people that you want to be targeting as your, as your audience, um, as your collectors, because they're in it for a different reason. Um, but it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. It's just that they're in this for a completely different reason than the rest of us are. And so we just got to be aware of that, I think, very much so in this space. And, and there obviously are lots of bad actors too. Um, so there's people that have a, a evil motivation in what they're doing. Um, but there's a lot of people that just have a motivation that's different and it's not necessarily based on art. It's based on, on something that they may, they may be addicted to the game behind it and not so much um, what they're actually buying. And I don't know, it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. It just makes them, maybe different. Alpha, I couldn't agree with you more. And I commend you because you are truly the, de the definition of someone who does your research. Um, you engage with artists. You, you really put the time and effort to get to know the people that you collect from. And, you know, the moment I had with you of when you had reached out to me asking me about my collection and kind of doing your research of everything that I've accomplished um, throughout my career, that was something that stuck with me as an artist you know um, we tend to feel down sometimes and 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 it's not always easy for us right you know we live a life where it's like a roller coaster ride you have high highs and low lows and you know when I got the message from you um, actually asking me questions and and being aware of my history and what I've done um, in the photography space that that stuck with me and that meant the world to me and yeah I, I agree with you there are people that are you know are looking to make the quick quick buck and, and flip the money and you know that's why they I don't consider them collectors I consider them investors that are just you know it's like the stock market they're just trying to flip make make some cash and, and move on to the next thing they don't really have an emotional attachment to the work that they collect. Um, but I do find it in interesting right now. I know we're, we've been in a, in a bear market and, you know, reading my Twitter timelines, like pretty, you know, sad hearing everybody kind of talk about all the losses that they've had these past couple of weeks. Um, but I, I do find, find it interesting because I feel like we're in a moment that it's only going to go up from here um, as down as it, it may get it's going to it's going to pick back up especially now with like different web 2 platforms i don't know if you guys are familiar that instagram re um really is releases starting to roll out um nft verified uh posts which which i think will be so great for the market in particular photographers um for me they gave me the capabilities to to post on instagram so i've been having a blast just posting not only the the work that i've created but I, in, in all honesty, the, the work that I've collected, it's actually really exciting that I can kind of share, share other photographers within my, um, within my feed. And I think that once this feature kind of starts rolling out, um, more collectors are going to be excited to collect specifically more photography um, and share it with, with their community. Real, real quick before Flick, Flickman jumps on, um, I, I was just looking at your feed the other day, Miss Hatton, on Instagram. You're the first person that I actually saw 
um, do that, like showcasing other artists' work that you bought. And I thought that was so awesome. I think that's such a good thing for Instagram. And I'm going to start doing that with mine now, too. So I really love that. And I was like, whoa, you can do this. This must be either such a new update or like you just figured it out before everybody else because I haven't seen anyone do it and I love it. But on that, I seen Flickman had his hand up and he's, he's been a speaker for a while. So I'd love to hear from him. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, they actually gave me, we're, we're testing it. I'm, I'm a part of their team testing out the feature um, as a creator. Uh, they had reached out to me. And oh my God. That, I, ma that makes sense. That yeah. Makes yeah. Sense so, so you'll like... get it soon. You'll get it soon. And I don't know if you looked at the feed. I think the coolest part about it um, is if you look on your feed and if it's an NFT, if you move your phone side to side, you see like they they did the shimmer effect. I don't know how they did it, but when whenever you move your phone side to side, the the NFT shimmers, um, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, look at it and have any feedback, and I can relay back to the Instagram team, I would love to. Um, I know for me personally, the the number one thing that I recommended them doing is to have that link, that OpenSea link, where people can actually click and find. I feel like if that's if there's an easier way to people for people to get on these websites. Um, that's more onboarding, more people in the space, more collectors, more creators, and it just builds up what we're trying to create here in Web3. Yeah, and if I can just throw in real fast the kind of think about the big picture of that, and because I think um, it's really easy to get kind of lost in in whatever the time is. So maybe the market's soft and things are um, slower than what we definitely would like to see or whatever. And you kind of get wrapped up in that. But the big, big picture to think about is that these enormous companies and, um, you know, these enormous teams of people that are, you know, spending gobs of money on research and to be able to figure things out, they all see enormous opportunity in the space. And so they're coming in and they're they're coming into the space because they see so much opportunity. And sometimes we can forget about all that opportunity and forget about maybe how just how good our future looks because we're caught up in just what's happening today. But these companies and um, institutions, they're seeing this huge future and um Hey, we're all in it early and you guys are in the space so early. It's pretty exciting. Dude, we're in it before these big companies. And here we are talking about, Hey, is, is PFPs good or bad for one of one pretty soon? It's not even going to matter because we're here so damn early that like we're, we're setting the foundation for all that shit. So like, yeah, just continue to work on your projects, put out, put out your best, best work, be good to the people in the community and just continue to build. And like, honestly, everyone in here, you know, I know they say wag me in this and yeah, that's yeah, bullshit. We're not all going to make it because not everybody's going to put in the time and effort and stick around during the bear market and stuff like this. But, you know, the people in the chat room right now with this type of level of enthusiasm, we're going to be looking back 10 years from now like, damn, you know, we were right at the beginning of this and, you know, we, we were creating this. And that's the that's the badass thing about being here during this time is you see something in the space that, you know, doesn't resonate with you or that just is not working correctly. And, you know, you could have a voice to, to make that change and get people to jump on board and change this whole entire space. Yeah, I, I, right now, I'd love to hear what Flickman thinks. I know that he's got his hands up for a little, you know, in a little while. So, Flick, take, take, take it, man. 
Hola, hola, hello everyone. Um, I, I swear to you, it never fails. It it's like every time I hear my name about to be mentioned to go on and speak, I get butterflies every single time. It doesn't matter. I've been on plenty of spaces. It doesn't happens every time. But um, I wanted to go back and touch on the community aspect that uh Mike Alpha and Billy touched on earlier, right? Instead of like using the platform to bicker and complain of who's winning and who's not. I think this is the opportunity for us to learn from our peers and grow, especially if this is something that we plan on sticking with. Like this is the art that we love, right? And I love that uh, Alpha also said that it's the gold, right? It, and, and the reason why I, I love that is because as a party, uh, as a, I don't know what you can call that, um, like a person who shoots parties, right? I used to shoot parties all the time and um, I watched the DJ get paid, right? And, and get paid a great deal of money. And then I would watch the caterer get paid a great deal of money. And mind you, the music you wouldn't hear after you left the party, the food you would, you know, for lack of a better term, you would shit out in a few hours, right? And then the photographer would get paid the least amount. And that was the only thing that lived forever from this party. So it was kind of weird to me to see that happen over and over again. So like, I really and truly believe that this is the goal of this movement, the photography, the, the, the I love what Board Ape is doing. And I, and I love the digital art and the artists, but like photographers who've been grinding forever, like think of a Vivian Mars who's n who never got the chance to actually see what she got from work right now we're living in a space where we can actually earn and eat from our work and watch the world appreciate it i think it's a great time for us man like um as long as we stick to the community aspects and like try to build with each other i think skies are the limit i, I tell a friend of mine um uh you guys all probably know i'm not gonna mention her name she's kind of shy but like um i tell her all the time like I see us looking back at ourselves in the future and saying, wow, can you believe we, we helped start this movement? Like, this is beautiful, bro. So like, I congratulate everyone in, in this room. There it is again, the butterflies, they're coming back. I, I wanna congratulate everyone in this room for being a part of the beginning. That's me, that's what I have to say. Pretty good mic drop. I don't know why you're getting butterflies, dude. You're a, you're a damn good speaker. Motivated, I think, everyone with all the hearts. <laughs> I love what you said. I mean, I, I'm a photographer, too. And, and I, I, go ahead. Talking, it's, it's always scary. Yeah, it is. But I've shot, dude, I, I still I still photograph events, you know, just because I, I kind of still keep that hustle on the side for my friends that that need work done for their for their events and stuff. And, you know, the people, they, they don't they don't expect to pay a lot because they don't they don't understand really what's going into it. Right. They they think that, you know, oh, well, you enjoy taking photos. So you're there and just taking pictures. But they, they don't understand the, the amount of money that w went into my uh the, my, my degree, my my degree for school. They don't understand the amount of of, of money my, my all of my gear costs. The uh, the thousands of hours that I spent out in the streets trying to figure out how to create compositions and understand light and all that stuff. They don't take all that into and, and you know and you can't blame them. It's not really their fault that they don't understand that. But um, I, you know, I just try to I try to approach when I'm when I'm doing jobs now. I, I kind of let them know like 
hey, this this is my price because this is my travel time, this and that, my gear and all this stuff. You know, I, I try to give an idea. And then, then when they understand, they're like, oh, oh, it's just it's just because they're ignorant to uh, to 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 kind of like what what we do. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail like this is sort of a re- revolution for us to um, to finally be able to um to make what we what we deserve as artists and and now we don't really have to worry about anyone because we we sort of are our our own business on here and so we don't have to answer to a, a third party or pay a third party or anything like that so you know the the choices and the steps that we make here uh now uh are going to are going to determine you know who we become here and, and it's it's not as it's not as easy in the web 2 space like that That's an excellent point, Mike. And, um, you know, to, I think that there could, oh, go ahead, Flickman. No, no, no. I just got a call from my dad. He's not feeling so well, so I had to take it. But um, I, I missed everything that he said. But, like, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't want to make it seem like I was complaining about them not appreciating the art, right? I just thought it was kind of weird. Like, like this is the only thing that, that's going to live on, like gold, and, 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 and no one understood it. And now it felt like everyone understood, at least everyone that's that's trying to help build this space. It feels like we understand that we're sitting on something that's a pressurable, a precious commodity to the to the world. Not 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 to mention the universe, because there's other people that's going to come down here, or other aliens that's going to come down here and be like, "Wow, this is this is great work, Flip Man." You know what I mean? Speaking whatever alien language they speak. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, if you're a photographer, uh, it, it's a job, you know, carrying the gear, getting to the location, um, the expensive gear that you do have, and then bringing back uh, all the footage, all the everything that you took and organizing the files and then just going through the files is just a whole nother a whole nother thing. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely is a job. And I feel like, you know, this space, NFT space is incredible. Um, I think that for artists, for photographers specifically, it should just be like an extension of who you are. I think you should still grind and try to get these, you know, work with the brands you want to work with, your dream brands, um, try to get that gallery space. Like everything that you've ever aspired to be, I don't think that you should put all your eggs in one basket. Um, But this space is a great way, a great way to just have some, some sort of like sustainability and some comfort within yourself as being a freelancer because it isn't easy it isn't um always easy it's it's an everyday struggle and you can have a good month and then have a quiet month the following month so to kind of build that within the space has been really beautiful and for me specifically the fact that it's so global and it helps people in other countries that you know um a sale is everything i know alpha you posted you put um you posted an nft from somebody from india who it was it, it's such a beautiful piece I bought one too and just hearing his reaction and just knowing like I I've been to India and I know the struggle out there so for them to actually be able to make a living and find people who love their art that means the world it means the world yeah and honestly if I could just add one more thing to that uh just hearing the story of like Flick and and, and Mike and uh, you know Miss Hatton here I think having that attachment and, and being so proud and working so hard on your photos does make it a little bit more difficult 
when you see like a PFP project, right? It's like, you know, these PFP projects, some of them were created like no, no more than like a month, a couple months ago, right? But to be an artist, right, takes years of your life dedicated. And I think that's where when I say the bad part of photography, what I hear, you know, or the bad part of PFP, when I hear about that uh, on Twitter or talk to my friends, when people complain, that's what I think about. I think about the fact that sometimes it is unfair, right? And I know we've discussed already, you know, having to look the other way and stuff, but just, just another reason I thought as to what we all go through and the reasoning why somebody might think PFP is bad. Well, I mean, the part of PFP that bothers me a bit is like, um, I have all these so-called friends in this space um, that, you know, appreciate me or whatnot. And then, you know, there's all these people know about these moonbirds. They come out, a bunch of people have them. And then I don't find out about it until, you know, there's already been like whitelists and it's already been done. And like, I, I look at all these people that I've been communicating for a long time and no one's told me a thing about it. And it makes me feel like, hmm, um, a lot of people that act like th that this space is supposed to be so inclusive and the ones that have sort of already kind of made it as uh, artists or, or whatnot are the ones that are able to get this sort of moonbird for a two ETH that goes up to 30 ETH in one week. And then what about all the people that, you know, that could have really, really helped out that hadn't already made it in the space. So that's something with PFP where I, I feel a certain way where it's like uh, uh, this, this, this one group of people decides who gets to actually, you know, uh, apply to be even be on a whitelist to get one of these. And then what happens? I'm, and I'm, I'm definitely not calling out any, anyone in here that has a, a moonbird. It's other people that I was friends with, you know, before I even was even talking with you, Billy, or anything that had had them and, you know, didn't tell me a thing about it. And then all of a sudden, boom, they all have moonbirds. And like, they're all just posting every day about the price of it. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I'm just working my ass off every single freaking day, like busting my ass, helping educate people, like working on my art. And then this person just made 30 ETH out of nowhere and they probably could have just threw me a tip and I probably could have made something too. So I mean, I, that's a sour side for me and maybe that's just me being a jealous brick, but I don't know. I think, I think the best, you know, the best answer I have for that is you just you can't take anything personal I I totally feel you on that like I I experienced the same thing but at the end of the day it's like no no one can be responsible for me and to keep me posted like the best thing that you can do is to hit up your friends and say hey next time you see a, like a cool project like please let me know I'd love to participate but but with moonbirds like you don't know if it was going to be a 30 e thing or flop you know it's it's all a gamble and a chance um, and the best thing, and just for your health, your own well, well-being, you just can't take things personal. And like some people win, some people lose, you, you have your wins, your losses, you know, they come and go. Um, yeah. You just got to let them know, be like, just put me on. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I think so too. I think also one of the things that I think you touched upon is like, Mike, um, I think it's just being aware because like I, I was able to get in because I was a collector already and I've been collecting PFPs. I didn't get in because I was an artist. I entered the raffle like everybody else did. I don't think proof, definitely not proof, would just give something to somebody just because they have a higher status. But the point is, it's like the reason I got in is because like others, artists here who are into PFPs, they just decided to 
you know, I saw this project that had potential and I, I dipped into it. I did my research. I, I talked to a bunch of people and I heard about it. And you're right. Not everybody's going to have that opportunity. And so I think when you dip into like a more you know, big community outside of just separating PFP community and, and photography community, there are communities within the art world where people just talk about uh, PFPs. Right. And I'm sure maybe I'd like to think that there are communities within the PFP world where they're talking about art. They're getting together these big whales and they're like look we gotta find the next x copy right and they're just talking among themselves just like how the groups that i'm in were artists photographers and whatnot but we're like all right what's the next big thing on the pfp side you know and it's just finding and joining things like that that i would highly recommend yeah and just keep in mind too that you know the reality is that there's more PFP projects that go down in value than that go up in value. And so a lot of people don't feel comfortable recommending a PFP project to their friends um, because, you know, it's, there's some risk in that. And so nobody wants to be the guy that tells their friends, Hey, you should really go and do this. It's going to be amazing. It's only two ETH. And then it fail and their friend lose, you know, $5,000 or whatever it is. And so, there's always that um, come into play too, I think. Well, I mean, I feel like I felt like there was this like sort of air between everyone before Moonbirds even came out that they knew that Moonbirds was going to do this thing that it was going to do because the company that produced it or something. I, I, I don't necessarily know that people thought that it was like this super high risk investment, but you know, maybe that's just me, but that's, that's how I felt about that specific PFP project. The other ones I don't, I don't really know too much about. I invest in like, you know, like I said, fuck avatar and some of the ones that I, that I find interesting, but hundred percent totally agree with the fact that like, you know, no one's, res no one's responsible for my well being, Like you said, Miss Hatton, like that, you know, obviously I, I totally know that that was like, I think I was having a tough week that week anyway. And then I just got more bitter just on top of it. And that was just you know, the way it is. I mean, I'm just human like everyone else. And, you know, sometimes you see a bunch of your peers around you and um, you know, they, they, they get involved in a certain thing and they kind of just don't tell you about it. And then you just feel a certain way. But at the end of the day, like you said, you know, you know no one's responsible for, um, for the way I feel. No one's responsible to, to, uh, you know, to determine anything except myself. That's why I, I really, at this point, I have no expectations except for myself. So, you know, I, I work uh, every day in and out, either going out, creating art or, you know, writing or working on something so that my pr project is successful because, you know, I put in the hard work and effort for that. And whatever comes to it, whatever place I am in, in my life is because of uh, all the decisions that I made to get there. So I 100 percent resonate with that. Yeah. And I think, Mike, you brought up a good point as well as if anybody's keeping score right now in terms of good and bad. One more thing to add on that bad side is just the whole concept of PFP right, has added an extra layer of stress. It's not just now artists competing against each other or, or competing against selling art or, you know, having co already compared themselves against other artists. It's now, you know, look at this person, my peer. They have another, they have this expensive thing that they bought. How did I not know about it? That's just an extra layer of stress that's like unnecessary, you know, which, which it could be taken both ways though. It could be, oh, you know, it, it's a positive because it's, it's a, another way to invest what you've made, but it's a negative when, you know, you're not involved in that. It's it's funny, right? I want to touch on this. Like, it's funny because I, I feel like I'm a bit of uh, I'm a bit ignorant when it comes to the uh, PFP projects, right? And um, it's almost a good thing for me because this way I can just focus on my art, right? Like, 
and I don't kind of chase those. I just really, really am determined to put out a nice project for myself, right? And it's 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 sometimes it's better to turn off the volume so you can just concentrate on what you have to do and what you're trying to drop, you know? Don't change, like, don't change. Always stay that way. Completely agree, yes. Comparison is the thief of joy, like they say. So definitely knowing yes. what you <laughs> knowing what you want to create and staging, you know, putting your own path ahead of you is the really important part. Always just if you're gauging, if you are comparing, it's to what you were yesterday and where you're gonna be tomorrow. So um yeah, not looking out for those that are around you for sure and, and to get, judge what your future or how you're doing is going to be. So um, and Ryan, I see you have your hand up. Welcome to the stage. Did you have something you'd like to contribute? Um, yeah, I'm not sure how long you guys have been going on for. I just jumped in. Um, but it's a, a topic that uh, we talk about a lot in the jam show that I'm in in the mornings. Um, and I agree with a lot of what you guys have been saying. There's, you have to measure your expectations accordingly um, and not let PFPs kind of set your bar higher than what you would think. Um, but generally speaking, I think PFPs, they have their place. Um, they stimulate the ecosystem, which is good for everybody. But at the same time, um, something that was said in one of the spaces I was in is that you don't go to a casino and just tell people to buy your art. Like, you shouldn't expect people in a casino to be like, oh, this person's got art, let's buy it. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how PFPs are. It's, it's a lot of gambling and we shouldn't expect flips and like the profits from flips to directly go into one-on-one art which i mean it's a bummer and it sucks but it's kind of the way it is most of the time i mean sure there are those people that will do that and that's great um and i think even just having a fraction of people do that is great because it, it helps us out as a whole but you also just have to think that i'm sure at least 90 percent of those people are just there to to flip for profit and for token and more or less gamble. Um, so to expect that all of that flipping potential is going to benefit us is not really good for us mentally. Um, and I think generally PFPs are kind of hard for us, for one-on-one -one artists at least mentally, because you're seeing people spend how much money on some of these, these little profile pictures. Um, I mean, I've I only pay mint price for, for ones that I do because budget, but like people that are whales and they can afford like 10 ETH for like a PFP project, um, good for them. And it does kind of sting a little bit because you're like, oh, I have this, this awesome one of one art that I've been working so hard to cultivate. And, and then they go and they buy something, spend 10 ETH on a, basically a cartoon. Um, and that's nothing against PFP projects. Like I'm in, involved with some. Sometimes the art, I just love the art, and I want to I want to join in on it. Sometimes they're creating just an awesome project in general. Um, and, and there's a lot of good that PFPs can do, especially when it comes to, like, tech. And, and just kind of think about how much inspiration we get from PFPs for one-on-one art, like burning tokens. Um, I'm not sure what side kind of came up with that first, but there's a lot of tech mechanics that we can kind of get inspired from from PFPs um, as one of one artists. And I think there's a lot of give and take um, 
and it's it's hard to say which ones if it's good or bad. I think overall it's good, um, um, just because of the exposure and ecosystem stimulation. But uh, it, it's about balance. Life is about balance, and to just kind of keep your expectations in check so that you're not wrecking yourself mentally. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Those are some good points for sure, Ryan. And I think definitely considering, um, you know, who it is involved with the PFP projects that you're seeing making those purchases, I think that it might be getting yourself mentally in a bad place, thinking that those automatically are the person that's going to be buying those PFP projects instead of buying your art, you know, thinking about who you want as your collector and if those people actually meet the profile or not, because it may not even be the same person. And yes, you know, you might think that that's, you know, somebody that you want to be collecting your artwork. However, what happens when they do purchase that piece and they don't perform like you would want them to, they, they then, you know, in a short time price that art lower than what you would want them to, or, you know, have different expectations or it becomes a different relationship than what you expect. Um, so it's not always just that simple um, comparing the two too, you know, so keeping that in mind, what your expectations are, what their expectations are, because they may not be the same thing. Um, but I think you make a good point with PFP projects and looking to maybe their example of building community, because um, that is an essential part of PFP projects is being able to build a community around what they're creating. And, you know, I've seen some one of one artists then take some of those elements, maybe to heart with, you know, um, doing different things to maybe um, promote their upcoming collection with, you know, liking this tweet and sharing and doing some incentives or also just that way of, you know, maybe starting a Discord community, things that are somewhat relevant for PFP projects that can also work for one of one artists in a way to find your people and connect your people and build upon that because that is an important part of it as well. So it doesn't have to all be negative or all be bad. There's definitely some techniques and some marketing that we can be learning from those um, projects too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think something to understand about like people that buy into PFPs is that you're not just buying a cartoon picture either. Like you're buying into like their yacht club and ecosystem so that like you have access to all the things that they have access to, whether it be in real life, you know, VIP parties or uh, the ability to get their next PFP that comes out or their next piece of land that's going to be in their metaverse. And then you're first to be whitelisted onto that. It's like a, it's like a ticket into the future of everything that that company builds. So if you truly believe in that company, then it might be a good idea to buy that cartoon picture. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, I, I think people look at it like a little bit too, uh, too much at this base layer that it's like about the art where it's like, yeah, you know, some of the PFP art is really cool. You know, like I find dead fellas to be really cool. I find, you know, avatars uh, to be really cool from, from rent, uh, from render. I think the art is really amazing, but they're also tickets into incentives within their ecosystem. I mean, us as one of one artists, we don't necessarily, for the most part, have that uh, that tremendous ecosystem of values and rewards that we could create. But from me studying some of these PFP projects, I'm beginning to understand, like as a photographer with my project now and getting help from other people within the community that are good at marketing and stuff like Mm, how could I how could I give people incentives for coming into my first round 
of of my of my drop that are going to stay loyal into the next round. So I think I think there's a way to learn from PFPs and sort of understand what they do and that they're kind of like a completely different thing than what we're doing as one of one artists and just, you know, taking bits and pieces from it and, and using it to our, our advantage. And then, you know, educating people that are within PFP about what we do and why, why, um, you know, collecting art is a beautiful thing or why the, even the investment side of collecting one of ones is more of like a stable coin rather than, um, rather than something that that's up and down, up and down, like alpha compared with uh, precious metals, like, you know, gold, uh, like gold, for, for example, that, you know, that, you know, a lot of people take their earnings, they put it back into there, they want it to remain stable. We've seen that happen just recently where PFPs that have high levels of liquidity, the floor started to drop very quickly. Then I started to look at some of the best photographers in the space and I'm looking at theirs and I'm like, their floors aren't going anywhere. No one's selling the bottom on their floors. So, you know, there's something to learn from both sides. I, I agree with you. I think there is something to learn on, um, from both sides. Um, me personally, like, I, if somebody collects my work, like, and and I think a lot of photographers can relate to this. Like, if that's why I love Web three space, the, the Web three space is because it's so transparent and you can see who collects your work. But if somebody does collect your work, they like instantly become a part of like my family, my crew, like my supporters. So if they ever have questions for anything, like, you know, the other day um, I did a drop and fungibles had bought one and then we randomly had um, been on another space together and we were talking about like, they were talking about going to EDC and I was like, Oh, you need a helicopter ride to like see it from the sky. It's incredible. And like, I, I put it out there that I can help facilitate that and that's because i know he's someone who supports the photography community and and that i appreciate in itself so it you know a lot of people say like what's the utility what's the utility for one of ones i mean photographers are the utility like you want that for you're betting on that photographer's success you you know you photographers aren't going to rug you they're not going to disappear like we're we're here to stay and that's that's a big utility in itself that we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep trying to accomplish different things for our career. And that will hopefully benefit your collectors. You know, we all want to see everyone win too, especially people that collect your work. Um, so that's my take on that. Yeah, that's definitely a good point, Miss Hatton. And I think too, sometimes it's, I think a good point out of all of this is to not be, you know, just to have an open mind, you know, not going in and assuming that people have a negative viewpoint or are a certain way, but um, maybe sometimes, you know, what their viewpoint, it doesn't have to do with, you know, them even understanding the situation fully. So maybe giving them that benefit of like explaining a little bit different. And if they're asking about utility, you know, maybe sharing nicely, sharing your viewpoint on that and, you know, kind of just giving them the chance to learn how one of one art is different than PFP. Um, and we can all learn from from each other you know there's there's definitely the opportunity to learn about pfp side and improve there um and so sometimes it's just that you know taking that stance of not being offended or being defensive when people are asking questions or seeing things differently but taking that chance to get to know both sides a little bit better and we can all learn from each other on that yeah and if i can just throw in there for a second on i i do a hundred percent um believe that art is the utility. And so if I'm buying um, one of one art, 
I'm buying it for the art. And, and that's why I'm buying it a hundred percent. But that's one of the interesting differences um, between one of one art and most PFP or gen art projects, because in those projects, the value of the underlying NFT um, or even if you want to say the underlying artwork is wrapped up really in um, the value that the community brings and how, um, what they might give you or what kind of access it might give you and all these other utilities. But, um, and so, and you, and I've seen those projects go to where that art becomes worth zero because there's all these utilities wrapped up and, and the arts only as good as what those utilities are and the um, project team's ability to deliver on those utilities in the one of one art space, the art is the utility. And so I've seen artists, you know, offer some other things that can be great um, and other things that might even enhance the value, but the value of the art itself is never going to go to nothing. And that's why I really feel like it's the gold. Um, that art is the utility and thus that art isn't wrapped up in what somebody's ability to, you know, fulfill some giant promise or anything else. You've already got your promise. It's sitting right there in your wallet or it's in your gallery um, for you to look at because that is what you, that's what you collected. That's what you love. And um, it's always going to be there. And I think that's a really powerful difference between these two communities. And that is why um, I really believe that people are going to start realizing that this um, really photography is the gold um, within the NFT space because it's always going to be there and its value isn't wrapped up in a bunch of utilities. So, so you're saying you're not trying to go to like a party with um, the whole, <laughs> the whole, whichever PFP communities throwing a party. I feel like that's a bit, that's mainly the utilities that I see thrown around is we're throwing this rager or, you know, and for me personally, like I'm not interested in that. Like I need something, I need a deeper connection. I need I need something more substantial. We can throw our own party. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, the, the funny thing is... Let's go, let's go. We're definitely going to make sure Riz, Riz John's there because it, it won't be a party till he shows up. <laughs> please, please. I want to get drunk with Riz John. Yes. Oh, guys, <laughs> I'm ready for that. I'm so ready for that. <laughs> let's go. I can see that that's going to be a problem. <laughs> No, no, no. We'll probably buy a bunch of shit, maybe. Have fun. But, yeah, so a, a lot of those... Uh, please, before, before I'm getting drunk, sorry, Alpha, I need, to, I need to mention that. Before I'm getting drunk, just take my phone away and take my wallet because everything can go so easily fucked up. So... <laughs> so and take his car keys, please. That's, that's when Brent buys his PFPs. And, and you know what, guys, like, I'm not even mad at PFPs. Like, I, I like some of the projects. Like, I I think PF, PFPs are great, and they're a great way to make money and to buy one-of-one one art. Um, I just think that it's oversaturated. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think that what you see, the difference between, I mean, there's obviously a huge amount of difference, but there's this giant difference in, in what someone is actually buying in a PFP project versus what they're, they're buying when they collect art from a one of one artist. And I think it's 
really important to remember that. And I think it's important to, to talk about that and make that well known. So collectors understand it, especially in a market that's soft and people are, are potentially, you know, losing their money. Um, and they've seen some of their, their paper wealth go away because generic projects that they have bought into have like, you know, some of the um, values, you know, evaporated basically. Um, what you're doing in one of one art and what you're, you're collecting, you know, that that's always there. It's not based on something else. It's not based on some utility that may or may not come to fruition or may or may not be appealing. Um, yeah. And a lot of the utilities that these projects offer, like you couldn't pay me to actually take advantage of that utility. Um, I don't want to go to a party with, you know, a thousand people that I've never seen before um, hasn't, I have no interest in it at all. Um, I don't necessarily want to pay to be in somebody's, you know, discord or in some kind of communication channel with them. Um, it just doesn't offer a huge amount of value to me, but um, that's the difference. When you buy one of one art, when I collect a piece of art, I'm collecting something I love and it's always going to be there. And so, it's kind of like that gold. It's just going to sit there. Um, I I have trust in that. And so I think that's something that's very special. And I think utility it can be pretty much anything. It doesn't have to be like, um, like throwing these ragers or, or these PFP kind of utilities. But like, I agree, especially with one of one art, like art is the utility, but why can't we have something as small as like, nature conservation like i want a lot of my art to be donating towards nature conservation like i want that is my utility so i mean it can it can really be anything it, it doesn't have to be like this massive like inclusive brand that's like hey you can get like special discounts here and, and stuff like that yeah i mean i completely agree i i don't think there's anything wrong with utility but again what i'm saying is the difference between one of one and gin art from that from that concept and that value side is that in one of one the art itself is what you're valuing and what you're buying and what you're collecting and what's important and so anything else you know that comes with that from a utility standpoint is just gravy i mean it's just it's icing on top and it can be you know there could be enhanced value from that but it's not the underlying value in most uh, gen art or PFP projects, the value comes from something besides the artwork itself, besides whatever is on that NFT. Um, you know, when you if you go and you pay a hundred ETH for a photograph by um, Justin Aversano or by Drift, you're you're collecting um, you're collecting something that's very special. You're you're buying this incredible piece of art that's also a part of history and um that is always going to be the case um there's a lot of pfp type projects that when you go and you buy that buy into that project you're buying something different you're buying the utility side of it you're buying the community side of it you're buying um what benefits that you might be able to get by owning that um there's literally no one paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for a PFP that are doing it strictly because they love that piece of art. And that's the difference.
So I would ask then, what's the difference between buying from, say, you know, someone established that made something historical, like you said, like Justin Aversano or Drift or whatever, or by um, just buying from some artist that makes really great artwork and mints it on OpenSea and then just disappears, right? So does that that art uh, has to um, you know not retain some value right can you speak on that a, a bit about how it's not just the art that's the utility but it, it's got to be the artist that's the utility as well in some some regard well damn I was I was hoping to be able to avoid that um, conversation because I think what I have to say about that's going to be very controversial and people probably aren't going to like it a whole lot but um, yeah, I have a very uh, strong, uh, I have a strong viewpoint on that. And um, it, I think at one point I did, you know, I would concern myself about, you know, an artist, you know, their visibility and how, how, how much they were in the space. And um, I, that has decreased a lot as the more time that I've spent in the space. And I'll try to explain why. Um I do believe that from a value standpoint, artwork, um, it's a, there's a supply and demand issue and that's what determines, you know, pricing on whatever you're buying in any marketplace. And so an artist that is really active in the space, they're always building their demand up. And so there's increased demand for what they're doing. If they're, you know, if they're a positive influence in the space. Um, and so the more they're in the space and the more they're doing, the more ultimate demand there is for their work. There's the more people that appreciate it and that want to have that. And so I think that like really speaks to the ultimate value of what that work is going to have, you know, years from now down to, in the long term. But the flip side of that is, if an artist comes into the space and they realize they release the work, they realize that the space isn't really for them. Um, and they leave the space. I don't know that that bothers me as a collector. Um, because the flip side of it is they're not saturating the space with their work. So they leave the space. They're not putting more work out into the space. And so their demand in the space is probably not going to be increasing but their supply is not increasing either. So um, I, from a collector standpoint, from my specific standpoint, I don't mind that. Um, I might miss them. Um, I hope that whatever they do is the best decision for them. But, you know, I don't hold that against them at all because I think that, I, I think as, as time goes on, there's going to be more people that realize, hey, this may not be the path that's best for me. It might not be what I want to do. Um, this may be, you know, a totally different type of thing that I want to than, than what I want for myself. And I have, I have tremendous respect for that and I'm completely okay with that. And if somebody leaves the space, um, I don't necessarily know that the value of their work is going to automatically just decrease because um, the flip side of everything is they're not going to be putting more work into the space. And so, um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I, I might miss them, but I, I don't hold it against them in any way. And from an investment standpoint, I don't yeah. see any kind of you know problem with it. 
Yeah, so that's yeah, that's what I was looking for. I mean, because I've I've collected some beautiful pieces that I really like from some artists, and I, I don't know where they are, and, and that's fine. And so I just thought, like in the future, like when I have a gallery and stuff like that, and say, you know, I did want to sell a piece because you know I I know you said a lot of the pieces you buy the one of ones, you know, you're probably going to keep until your grave or whatever. But I don't, not everyone is exactly like that, you know. I I I like pieces, and then I might like to trade a piece for some other piece or something. And so I, that's why I was wondering, like, the fact that they leave, does it, do you think one day in a gallery, people will be like, well, I don't know who this person is, even though it's beautiful art and I don't want to buy it. I think, um, I, I guess there will be people like that and there will be others that, that, that doesn't mean anything to them, I guess. No, I mean, because sometimes those, those artists are doing stuff in, you know, in the traditional art world still. And they're, a lot of times they're still making a name for themselves. They're just, they're pursuing a different path. And so it doesn't mean that, you know, there's literally no demand at all for their work or whatever. Um, it, and for me, it literally, it doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me more is an, if, it, if that artist disappeared for six months, showed up for a week to dump, you know, a hundred or 200 more pieces into the marketplace and then disappeared. Now that I probably would not be, um, collecting from anymore and I might even be tempted to get rid of what I've already collected because you know I, I don't that's kind of more like a um, yeah it's just not the it's not a path that um, I have any kind of respect for but somebody that comes in they make a good faith effort and they realize that hey this isn't really the space for them I'm totally okay with that and I don't believe that the value of what they've already done is going to diminish greatly because they're not here putting more work into the system. And the flip side of that too is the person that's even active, but they are just literally dumping work into the, the, into the marketplace as fast as they can put it out. Um, you know, realistically, there's probably going to not be as great a value for that as somebody that's like got, you know, a, a plan and a path and they're, they're, you know, they're doing something that, everything's thought out and they're putting their best work into the marketplace. So, you know, all those things contribute to the value. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting perspective um, that I didn't really, I've never thought about before. Um, but yeah, and that, that just goes back to me saying how important it is to do your research on the artist that you're investing in and, and how much money you're, you're willing to invest within that artist. Because I mean, if they leave the space and it's not for them, that I understand too, because this isn't easy. It's, it's a grind. It's, it's a job within itself, right? Trying to keep, keep active and still grow your community and, you know, do all those things. Um, but having that research, knowing that, oh, they're an artist, they're going to continue doing what they, they're doing. It's not like they picked up a camera, took a photo, minted it, somebody bought it, and then now they disappear. Like, you know that this person's going to keep creating. And I think, I think that's an important thing to also take into consideration. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. And so, um, yeah, I definitely you know, even if a person leaves this space, I definitely am hoping as a collector that they're still, you know, following their passion for art. And so, you know, and I could be wrong. I'm just saying this off the cuff, but I do believe that the very best artists are the most passionate artists and the people that, and that passion shows through in their art. And so, 
you know, if you're really, really passionate about something, um, it's really hard to just drop it, you know, and, and stop doing it. And so when I talk about passion for art, I'm not necessarily talking about a passion for Web3. I'm talking about a passion for producing art that you love. And so um, you don't have to do that in Web3. I think there's lots of you know advantages and opportunities in Web3, but it may not be for you. But if you're a truly passionate artist, then, um, yeah, it's how are you going to just stop doing that? I, I, I don't know. Um, so that's something to... You know, if I see somebody just stop producing art and um, then then I wonder, you know, hey, what's going on? Are they are they OK or was it never really something that they were that serious about to begin with? Because how do you just drop a, something that you're you're so passionate about? Yeah. You know, that's interesting, that distinction between like being passionate about actual art versus just being passionate about like the Web3 space. Um, because, you know, I, I've actually seen some people that, you know, um, who, you know, are really good at their specific genre and, and they do really amazing. And it seems like they're really passionate about it. And then I've seen some of them like switch over to like street photography and try to become successful in that because that was like all the rage at the time in Web3 for that month or two. And it's sort of like. Um, you know, you, could, you can almost see at times where it's like a passion for just being able to stick around to a trend within Web3 versus someone who's like really passionate about continuing to um, make the art that they love. Like that, that, that I do see happen. Yeah, and I think that's an important point that needs to be talked about more often is that just because people leave doesn't mean that they're done making art or that they're only here for the cash grab. Cause I mean, this is a really tough and mentally strenuous space and, and job to try to make. And sometimes people come in with unreasonable expectations that they can make this their career. And sure. Some people can, but sometimes it doesn't always work out. And, and that kind of takes a mental toll and people realize, well, maybe I should reevaluate and focus on something else. Cause I mean, I do need to get some bread and eat. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is, like, single and can spend, you know, 10 hours on spaces a day or, you know, constantly be, you know, in discords and stuff like that. Some people have significant others or a family or, like, jobs outside of this. So, you know, people have to kind of just gauge, you know, what is, uh, you know, healthy for them, like mentally and physically and how much long they should, how much time they should be spending between like being on here networking versus, versus how much time they should be, you know, doing their own meditative practice, like whatever it may be, uh, whatever art form it is, that's the meditative practice for them. Because, you know, you can see a lot of people get caught up on here and, you know, I've seen some people on here that have been caught up and they ha I, I, I could tell they haven't made art in three months, but they've been grinding on here in three months. And, I'm, and it's like, you know, that'll only get you so far. You know, I have to take mental breaks sometimes. I have to get my camera, head out into the city, like get on the boat, get into the city and just like be in my own zone doing my own thing and sort of forget about this whole space for a little while, come back with sort of a fresh mind and, you know, and, 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 and post some new work and get some new feedback from people to keep that, um, 
you know, keep my passion for my work and keep my momentum for wanting to be uh, staying in this space with all these people that, you know, um, you know, show recognition, so show recognition for my artwork and I show recognition for, for theirs and we support each other. And yeah, so it is a really great space. It's just that you have to, you have to sort of, uh, you know, figure out how much time you're able to, to spend in, in this space and keep a, keep a smart balance. And a lot of people I know, including myself, you know, we're, we're not comfortable jumping up on a space, on, on a space and, and being on stage, you know, like for me, like I may be outgoing when you meet me in real life, but spaces is intimidating for me. And it's mostly men up on stage, not to knock any men that are doing it. Like, uh, that's great. Um, but it's intimidating. And even for this space, you know, I was texting Billy on the side while you guys were having your initial conversation. And I was just saying how great the, the, the conversation is and how much I respect Alpha because he he does his research. And that's something that really stuck with me. And Billy's like, come on stage. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, if you guys are going to open, maybe I ended up just doing it. Um, and that's something that takes a lot of time uh, to actually build up the courage to jump on here for me personally. And I know a few others too. Well, I know I'm glad that you have joined us on stage today, Miss Hatton. <laughs> it's definitely great to have another woman up here on the stage. So, and you are always welcome in Meta Jungle Spaces. So, glad to have you today. And I did want to also point out, um, Riza Jean added a uh, pinned tweet to the top here, which I think sums it up really, really well about utility. Um, I am the utility. We are the utility. Art is utility, and our vision is utility. Um, there's so much to that. Um, those simple words there, but that definitely sums it all up um, because um, utility is not something I think that we apply to a person necessarily at all. Um, and what you're creating is so much more than just being able to sum it up and call it utility. Um, art is art. And there can be some ways that it overlaps. And there's things that you can do as added benefits or added value, but that doesn't need to be talked about, I think, as utility. So um, I'm glad you shared that with us, Rizajan. Yeah, because thank you so much for but of course I want to share it. And uh, because the alpha say this art is the utility. And I remember that tweet and I said, fuck, I need to find that tweet and I need, I need to pin it, pin to it to the top. Because the people forgetting that because of the, our art is our vision. It's, we are creating art. We are creating art with our all our cultural things, all the happened, you know, all our memories to what happened we are creating with our feelings and when when someone bought our art actually is the art is the utility because we are giving the collector or the art lover what do you want to say we are giving all our feelings in one piece and that is the utility because they are becoming our you know the part of our story because we are creating our story every art is creating themselves story themselves so it's really really important to think that the people shouldn't forget about it not forget about it because if we are sharing our vision we are changing the world as an artist the artists always change the world with their art and when the collector or the art lover bought an art from an artist actually he or she is changing worlds it's the devil this is the biggest utility in the fucking world. Absolutely. Not only 
changing the world, but documenting the world around you, telling the stories for people that don't get the chance to tell the story in the way that you can. Um, and especially in the NFT space, you're then also documenting the, those stories from this point forward. They're always going to be there. I mean, that's a huge deal. Um, and so getting to hear the stories, travel to those places and see things through your eyes is just amazing. And I don't think that that should be undervalued or underappreciated at all. So even especially from the artist, you know, don't undervalue yourself. Don't undervalue what you're providing by sharing stories and documenting those stories and sharing your art with us. I mean, that's, it is, it's extremely important. And by the way, Riza John, I saw that you uh, recently got, um, got verified on OpenSea. So congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Finally. After months and months, finally. Thank you so much, OpenSea, for being so lazy. <laughs> you, guys should, you guys should go uh, congratulate Billy D, too, because it looks like somebody just met his reserve on a super rare piece, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, Billy had a... By the way, Billy where is Billy? I, I promised him I was going to have this thing shut down within two hours, and so... Um, but Billy had to leave because he was going to miss his appointment. So um, he asked me to say, um, you know, goodbye for him and that he uh, he loved the space. He had a really good time and really enjoyed it. And he really appreciated everybody's input and everybody that was here in the space that was um, listening in. And, that yeah, just wanted me to pass that on. I just have to say, I love Billy. Um, <laughs> he, he's been such a solid person to, um, you know, ask advice and, and, you know, just be a really good, um, supporter, um, as an artist to artist. And yeah, no, he's just been so, so great over the past couple of years getting to know him. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with him, definitely, definitely follow him. His work is absolutely incredible. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah billy is one of those people that um you know he's got a he's got a style with his photography that um you can just pick it out like it just boom hey that's a billy d piece you just automatically know it and um so i have mad respect for him as a photographer and his skill set there but he's also just a great person and um he's so down to earth He's been so successful in what he's done, but he's still just, you know, he's such just a, he's a guy that you want to, um, you want to sit and have a beer with and just, uh, shoot the breeze because he's just really cool down to earth, very helpful. And he's willing to, um, he's always willing to help someone else and to, you know, help them work something out or to, he'll brainstorm with them. Um, yeah, I have, I have mad respect for Billy and, um, yeah, so if you don't know Billy, you should definitely follow him and um, get to know him because I think he's one of the uh, the the rock stars of this whole Web three space for sure. Yeah, he's totally provided me with some tremendous help during my last drop, where you know some other people in the space where I, I thought I was much closer to kind of just didn't give me anything or said just like oh go with your gut or blah 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 just didn't give me any information where you know he just like for like days would just back and forth with me about how how things could go and how and i'm just like man this guy is just so cool and just you know outside of that before that like i just 
super admired his work and just looked up to how he saw the world. And like you said, you see his work and you know that it's his, uh, the emotion that comes through it. You know that it's his the dimension that he shows in his work. You know that it's his the tonality, everything. And so, yeah, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just continue to kiss his ass, but I love the guy. He's great. He's helped me out a lot. And, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> go go! congratulate him. Somebody met his reserve on, on Super Rare. That's, that's kicks ass. Absolutely. And thank you for mentioning that, Mike. Um, and I think on that note, I think we'll probably start wrapping up the room. Um, so I appreciate our speakers um, that have shared with us today. It's definitely been a great topic um, for discussing about PFPs, whether they're good or bad for the one, one of one market. And um, I think, you know, I just encourage everybody to keep an open mind and to learn about both sides. Um, I think that just being accepting of one another and, and um, also giving people that opportunity to learn about um, both, you know, whether they're coming from the PFP side or the one of one side helps a lot. Um, but I'll definitely ask our speakers if they have any closing um, thoughts and then we can wrap up the room. Yeah, can, Love you guys. can someone just pin up Billy's work in the space so I can find him? I'm not sure if I follow him or not. I don't think I am. Yes, I can do that for sure. And Riza John, did you have something you'd like to share? Yeah, love you guys. Really nice chat with you always. It's a pleasure. It's really a pleasure though. Um, you know, you guys never filtered me. <laughs> That's so important. <laughs> You're awesome. It was great hearing hearing your thoughts on the space, and thank you guys for for hosting this. I feel like I learned a lot and learned new perspectives on different things. And it, it was truly a very welcoming, um, open discussion. I hope people in, in the audience um, are fulfilled as well. Yeah, and I just want to say, um, yeah, thank you, everyone that's here in the room. Thanks for staying in and, and listening. And um, I know your time is valuable, and um, I appreciate that very much. And so I appreciate you spending your time here. Um, and speakers, I really appreciate being able to talk to you and to be able to um, listen to your viewpoints and um, hear your insights. I think it's how we can all learn and grow in this space and, and hopefully, you know, continue shaping this space to be, you know, the best that it can possibly be for our futures and for everyone else's. Um, Riza John, you know, I love you, man. And always have a blast um, in a space with you and talking to you. I appreciate you very much um, waking up to be able to, to do this space with us. Um, don't know how you do it because I probably wouldn't be able to wake up, but um, I appreciate you, man, very much. And so mad respect to you. Um, thanks, Mike. Um, really appreciate you coming in. Appreciate your insights. It was um, always uh, great to, to talk to you and um, got mad respect for you too. Um, Miss Hatton. Um, I'm so glad that um, Billy uh, coerced you into coming in as a speaker because um, I enjoyed very much uh, being able to hear your voice and really, really loved your insights. And so um, please don't ever be afraid to do that. Anytime I'm um, in a space, you're always uh, uh, welcome. And I hope you'll come up and say hi and um, share your insight because I have Mad respect for you. Um, definitely one of the pioneers in the space. And so, so props to you and, 
and keep doing what you're doing. And Ryan, it was very nice uh, getting to hear you and to um, talk to you for, I think, the first time. So thank you, guys. Um, and then just the last uh, little thing to keep in mind, I think, you know, the whole subject, PFP is good or bad. And we talked about that and, you know, the viewpoints on that. And, but to me, the, the, the real thing, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Um, don't waste your time, you know, focusing on something like that. Um, I wouldn't waste my time in spaces talking about, you know, anything that might be negative um, or that isn't going to help build you up as an artist and help, you know, just build the space up. Focus on the opportunities, focus on the positives, focus on things that you can do something about where that opportunity is and then go out and let's just keep making things happen. Let's keep um, improving the space and, 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 and working towards that innovation to see, see where this can go. And I honestly believe, and I just want to reinforce this and say it one last time. I really believe that um, photography is the gold in this entire NFT space. And so I hope you guys understand that and um, appreciate that and really, you know, kind of stay focused on that. Don't um, get too worried about, you know, the, the negative stuff. Don't get too worried about, you know, things that are happening with the soft market or whatever. Those things are cyclical. They always change. You know, a soft market always goes back up. Um, you know, stay focused on the positive and remember that what you're doing, what you're creating, it's really the gold it's, and it's going to be recognized and realized, I think um, more and more so as the, as the space expands. So thanks again, everybody really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for that, Alpha. That was a really great way to wrap it up today. And yes, thank you, Ryan, Mike, Alpha, and Ms. Hatton and Riza. Please don't ever change, Riza. We love you unfiltered. We love you just the way you are. Um, and so thank you guys for joining us today. It was a great conversation and we'll look forward to getting back together soon. Thank you guys. Have a great day and thanks for joining us. Hang in there. Keep going. Keep creating. <laughs>